in high school, did you were you somebody who cared about your GPA? In high school? No. No. When I was in college, I did. Okay. So were you... I never, I never bothered sort of calculating that, but if... Were you somebody who, like, if the grading scale, if a 93% was an A and the 97% was an A, I know that's, it probably wouldn't be, right? No, because isn't 93% like a B plus? A or like B a B plus? B plus, and then 95 is like where you start hitting the B plus into A minus range, and then 97 oh. up is a A to A plus? No, in in Mich- I don't know. In in my high school, usually anything, anything in the I'm talking 90- about college. I don't know about high school. Oh, Okay. And I never bothered with college either. Because when I looked at the when I started when I was teaching college, and I had to like use like numbers as a fact to do grades for like grading papers. Mm-hmm. So I googled it, right? And that's what they were like giving me like that range. It was weird because then once you hit like ninety, it's kind of like a B minus. A B minus. Yeah. Wow. I, I could be mistaken, but this okay. is what I remember. I haven't graded papers in like yeah. over fifteen years, but I mean, I guess for college, because college you show up, you get a C. Like work. <laughs> well, I don't know about that. Um, I guess it's more high school that I was thinking of because I was I was such a. Um, so you're saying that once you knew that you were not going to give max effort? Is that what you're getting at? Yeah, I if yeah if I could get an A for ninety four percent versus an A minus for ninety three percent, I wasn't trying for a ninety seven. Right. Not that I didn't. I don't know. I guess I didn't try that hard regardless. I mean, I'm sensing a level of complacency inside of you right now. <laughs> right, right now, yeah. <laughs> no, like, I just always sort of worked to a certain level. I'm not sure what determined it, but I just remember. So I had I, I had so a... Just bare, bare, bare minimum to yeah. get the... Well, I didn't... I never understood why it was, why it was somehow virtuous to... Like they, it's like in it's like an office space where about the flare. Mm-hmm. If you want me to wear thirty five pieces of flare, don't tell me the don't tell me the minimum is fifteen. Oh, if you want thirty five, say thirty five. Right. So, I don't know. I just remember this girl that I was in in high school with, being in like mythology classes and elective with her, and I had just read the stuff before, so I didn't bother rereading it in right. the textbook. It was Joseph Campbell. Like it wasn't anything. Mm. Like groundbreaking, I mean who's, Joseph Campbell was for the time, but who's Joseph Campbell? He is he like sort of literally wrote the book on Greek mythology. Oh, it wasn't Edith Hamilton? <laughs> well, we had Edith. Edith <laughs> so Edith Hamilton gives you the facts or oh, the okay. plot, right, right, right. And then uh, Joseph Campbell is he he talked a lot about archetypes and. Oh, he was so like sort he of the interpretation, like the, interpretation and, the theory and, on it. Got to, yeah, I was going to say theory. Yeah. He took the words. <laughs> uh, no, I just remember this girl being so mad because we got the same grade and she knew I hadn't, she knew I hadn't studied. Uh-huh. But it, I, I guess I was thinking about it in terms of value because I find myself throwing the word like value and values around a lot lately. Okay. It just didn't seem more meaningful to me. If it like if it's an A, it's an A. Right. Well, it's not. I mean, because the the end result on paper, no one's going to see, right? So if it's 
if it's an A, if it says A on your report card, they don't know what number it is. Yeah. They know there's a range, right? Right. But they don't know where you landed on the range. Right. So it, it, But she felt because she tried so much harder than I did that she should have a better grade. Well, like she thought that effort should equal results. I mean, well, that's the first life lesson right there, I'll tell you. because <laughs> It doesn't always. No, there's tons of people who work way harder than a lot of people and they don't. The you know the monetary compensation for it does not match. Yeah. So welcome to the world, and, and, <laughs> and welcome to Broken Corners. And welcome to Broken Corners. <laughs> uh, oh yeah, I'm Amando. I'm Karen. And this week we are. What are we talking about? We're talking about things that are valuable. Hmm. Slash values in the relationship between the two. I learned something valuable just last night. Tell me. Well. I was at a concert, mm-hmm. and what I learned was it's sometimes good to be amongst a, in, or in a crowd. Okay. Uh, because you then know how you should not act. <laughs> because when you're basically around people who are annoying the fuck out of you, mm-hmm. you should then you go, wow, okay, check. I don't want to be that person, and I will not act that way. And that's what happened last night. Uh, last night for me, Brian and I ended up at this bar that, uh, oh, I mentioned it in another episode. We basically have been going there every Saturday oh, night. The, Mama Tried. Mama Tried, yeah, yeah. And we went out in the patio area. How was that? Because last time you sat at the bar. Yeah. Uh, it, and, it was, and it was too loud inside this time, so we oh, went okay. outside. And they were just, oh, man, I felt like I was on an alien planet to some extent. There were all kinds of people, but, mo- I mean, most people were a solid, like, 10 years younger than us. Mm. Um, but everybody just, they did not look right. What, what do you mean? <laughs> like, no. Well, they kind of looked Bushwicky. Oh, like. And I was like, I know we're under the BQE, but where did you come from? Like, right. where did you. Did they have the beard and like a weird hat? It, well, it was actually mostly women. Oh. There, I mean, there were some guys jars too. Of that were no, like all in like, yeah. <laughs> swinging from each, swinging from each arm. <laughs> No, like a lot of really, really high waisted, mm, puffy shirts. Puffy shirts look like puffy um, high waisted pants that looks, were not flattering. Looks like the rich women who end up in like Brazil in all those movies. Yes, <laughs> totally. And I'm, I mean, they didn't. They looked great. I mean, it wasn't like I know I just said they weren't flattering, and they're not. But they still looked great. I mean, it wasn't like oh, young women these days look terrible. But it just was so different. Mm. And I was even like looking in. The ins- the inside of the bar seems like you're in a Stephen King story. Right. I heard uh, – so my friend who, who lives around there said it's like a diner? It used to be a diner, diner yeah. yeah. And he said that like it's kind of like it looks out of place. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And the guys – the like the owner seems super nice though. And they make really good drinks. Yeah. And it's five blocks from – No, no, no doubt. I mean, I'll- From someone's house. Not necessarily mine. Yeah, a house. A house. <laughs> but <laughs> – um, but the thing about those people, yeah. those like hippie, not hippie, the hipsters, um, I always call them they're like shiny white people. Oh, yeah. They like, were all white. They are like, <laughs> they look like they really um, spend a lot of time on like uh, skincare products and hair products mm-hmm. um, to the point where like it shows. And, and kudos to them. Like they, right. And they look, they look like, they just look different. They don't look like New Yorkers. Yeah. You know what I mean? They don't look like. 
even if you come to New York and you're here for about five years, you tend to start getting that grit in your face. <laughs> like, you know what I mean? Like, you know, like you start like you're the little like wrinkles and burrowed, you know, your, 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 just the, ba- the bacteria from the subway yeah, is like, burrowed into your face. Yeah, yeah, and then just like... Mm, you like you've been trapped on trains with no air yeah, conditioning like, a few too many times. Like those old guys who drink gin and their mouths are all puckered in. <laughs> Ooh, that sounds good. Yeah. <laughs> gin. That's supposed to be good. <laughs> but yeah, no, you, you tend to get a look. Like they just don't... I don't know. Maybe maybe I'm, I'm getting like shiny, on, happy people. Maybe I'm getting on my grandpa box, but it's just <laughs> like, yeah, oh, those people, like they just, they don't work. Yeah. Or they're, they're... Well, that's what Brian kept saying was, where do they live around here? Because there's no way they can have jobs like we have. And how are they paying for where they live? But maybe they have a million roommates. It, well, it's usually they either have a million... And this is totally stereotyping. They have a million roommates. <laughs> or they work, parents. <laughs> par- they have parents who, are, who have money. Or they work these like weird um, jobs that don't require them. Like, you know all those people when you, like, you take a day off and you see all those people? Yeah. And they're, like, at a cafe. Yeah, just working in a coffee shop. Yeah. yeah. They're, they're, they're with their laptop. Do you know that WeWork is owned by the um, the Saudi Arabian prince guy? Not partially, at least. What's WeWork? The one that you, like, you put in and you can work anywhere? Like, the... Yeah. I didn't know that. I was Makes really sense. surprised. Yeah, no, it was it was it was good, it, but there were other kinds of people too. Like there were there was an age variety. Yeah, but, but yeah, it is interesting in a crowd of how it it makes you realize things that you feel about yourself because of how you react mm. to other people. Yeah, definitely. Like oof. No, it was just just you know it was and it wasn't you know it was just certain times you're just like I I don't like this person and I hope that I never am that, you know, that person and yeah. check, you know. <laughs> uh, so that's something that, yeah, I always think like it's good to just kind of like take the temperature of the room to see what's right. What what's your wrong. temperature is. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I don't know. Did you, when you were married, did you wear a wedding ring? Uh, I did. Yeah. I, oh, well, it wouldn't have had a jewel in it. That's hilarious. No, it's just a solid uh, platinum band. Yeah. It's, I never understood the appeal of diamonds. Where did that come from? So, so yeah, I was kind of reading about that because it seems so arbitrary. Um, <laughs> like, where, why, why do we, like, why do humans value but that's recently, these, right? These mineral deposits. Like the diamond, like the engagement ring is a recent thing, right? It like is. the twentieth century, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, it was it was a marketing thing. Um Yeah, they were it was basically just a way to sell diamonds. Gotcha. And and mm. the idea of like it's this many months and all that, that came straight from the marketing wow. companies. And they actually tried to um <laughs> they tried to make it work with men's. They tried to make men's engagement rings a okay. thing too, but I don't know who they thought were going to buy them. Like, well, would the man have to buy himself the engagement ring and buy? Yeah, is he going? Or would her parents buy it? Like, right. And also, like, why instead would he, of giving a goat, why would he showcase that he's going to get married? Because then, how's he going to have? How's he going to? How's he going to sow his royal oats? <laughs> oh, he's royal now. <laughs> Those are the best oats, or the royal ones. Uh, uh, yeah. I like the Irish oats. <laughs> the steel cut? Steel cut. Oh, oats. man. They're so good. They're a little grainy. They are. They are. They are. And even grainy. if you if you cook them en- enough, then they're a little sludgy. Yeah. 
But you love it. <laughs> well, I like it when they cook just right. Oh, okay. <laughs> I do not. I do not know the parameters for cooking them just right. Still, still, but they take a while. Like you can't just pop them in the microwave. Yeah. So. Well, I was reading about. I mean, I was reading more about jewels. Okay. Of like, why do we like jewels? Why and why do we like jewels? They're they're sort of speculating now. Uh, they're trying to tie it to to evolution. Okay, that, they're shiny. Yeah, that the shiny surface <laughs> uh, reminds us of uh, water, and so it seems like survival. But yeah, the face you just made—that was how I felt <laughs> when I read that too. I mean. Because they said the the study I read, they they said they were trying to get away from the idea of like, ooh, pretty, right? But to me, that actually makes more sense. The idea that humans value beauty, like and natural it, beauty, natural beauty, and then that in turn, with a large price behind it, or high price behind it, creates a status. And what do humans like more than anything? To Status. be the best. <laughs> yes. So that makes more sense. Right. Um, yeah, I don't... I don't. Um, it was funny because when we got engaged, no one took the engagement serious until we had a ring. Oh, really? Yeah. Which is really fucked up. Because then I had to, like, go and drop some money. Yeah. But, like, you know, like, we were trying to be progressive and be like, no, there's no engagement ring. But, like, then we ended up getting one because, like, literally no one took it seriously. Oh, wow. It was really weird. How long was your engagement for? Or how long were you, did you have a plan for when you'd get married when you got engaged? Uh, was it like a year and a half, maybe? Two years, maybe? Oh, okay. That, that is a little bit of a while. Well, we were both in, she was in law school and I was heading to grad school. So okay. There was. But so you had the plan. The plan was in place. But how far, so how far into being engaged did you buy the engagement ring? Like a couple of months. Oh, really? Yeah. You just we, got sick of it? Yeah. We just like, well, I don't know. And there it is. I guess that's what you have to do. That went to this place in Park Slope. That was, a, that was, I, they, we were talking about new assholes before. <laughs> <laughs> we, yeah, we were. Yeah, yeah. They told me new asshole. Why? Um, I was just like overpriced, you know. For like the, I don't even know if that place is still there. Um, I mean, it was a cool looking ring, but it was just like you paid more for the shishi, like you know where we were. Then, but this is like Park Slope in like two thousand three. Okay. Did you guys pick it out so together? Yeah. That would be too hard to pick something. Like, I don't, I can't, I don't think someone could pick something I would definitely want without me. Yeah, it's just easier. You don't have to hear, like, ugh. Well, you know, like, you don't want to hear that shit, you know? Ugh. <laughs> it's like, ugh. <laughs> no one, no one wants. Um. <laughs> oh, yeah, I'll wear that. And then, like, the eyes roll and shit. You don't want to hear that at all. Yeah. I don't know. I've thought about. I mean, I've thought about buying a ring. I have actually, I have a really bad metal allergy that gets worse the older I get. Um, so that doesn't do too great for me in jewelry. But okay. I used I used to wear jewelry all the time. Um, really? Yeah. I don't know. I so I've thought about like buying myself something I wanted, not not particularly expensive because right. that seems weird to me. Well, but I don't know. It seem it seems like. I mean, I guess if I just go with ooh pretty, that's about. Because so somebody was also like saying it's, it's like they're it's like they're flowers that don't die. 
Oh. Like it's natural beauty that. I mean, but you could just buy plastic flowers. Oh, that wouldn't die. No one die. True, and I could get the, like the bozo bouquet that would spray people. Yeah, you just squirt water at people. I always wondered, like, who's who's uh, nosing into a clown's chest on a clearly plastic bouquet? If you get sprayed, you deserve it. I'm not victim blaming. It sounds like you are, but um, was that like a 1920s thing where people would just would walk up to people's lapel and smell their flowers? Oh, that's like classic clown. No, I know that, but I'm saying that has to have come from somewhere. Like so, oh. so like did did normal not clown people <laughs> like because <laughs> clowns are weird? Did normal not clown people who wore like a flower in their lapel did like random strangers like you said just come up to them and smell it? I can't imagine. Which warranted a joke about squirting water into their face. <laughs> I don't know. I need to know the etymology I... of this joke, and I need to know it right now. Yeah. Yeah, I can't imagine, like, in the 1940s being like, oh, excuse me, good sir, might I, I, I lean in to smell your nose gay? <laughs> <laughs> I, that just made you almost have a stroke that I said I, nose gay. Yeah, I was just like, I, I'm not, like, I wasn't sure about... What the... Yeah. No, I, a, I don't... A nose gay is a small bouquet, isn't it? Nose gay? Nose gay. I've never heard a that. A small word. bunch of flowers, typically one that is sweet scented. A oh. nosegay worn at the waist or bodice. Uh-huh. Okay, so I think it would typically more be a, on a lady, a nosegay. But then why are you smelling ladies? Uh, I don't know if you're a lady clown. That just sounds even worse. <laughs> yeah. Oh, it's gay in the obsolete sense of ornament. I never knew, I've never heard of gay used that way. So it's nose ornament. I always thought it was like the happy, right? Yeah. Well, that's, I mean, so that's the the more modern usage, but yeah. they're saying that there's an obsolete form that meant the ornament. Ornament, okay. Yeah. It's from Middle English. Oh. Um, do you want to bring it back? <laughs> I'm bringing nose gay back. <laughs> what? <laughs> Those little nose gays don't know how to act. Because I was looking for another word for ornament. So many people are. <laughs> I mean, I know. I think, <laughs> take a poll. <laughs> like, so. All right. Well, so I said the word nosegay out loud. We'll get past it. But that's a bunch of flowers. Isn't it just one flower on the lapel? I don't, I don't know. It, I don't. Would that be a boutonniere? I don't know. Like, type it up. See what happens. <laughs> <laughs> um, did, you have, did you have a boutonniere when you got married? I don't remember. I don't think so. No, I love boutonnieres. I really do. I don't recall what I wore. I mean, I had a tux, but I don't. Remember. I don't think there was a flower involved. A lapel flower, also commonly known as a boutonniere, yeah. is a great way to add spice and flair to your ensemble. Oh, oh, it's well. That's from the site gentlemansbox.com. Oh, yeah. obviously. <laughs> I like just looking things up and reading them. No, that's fine because with authority. <laughs> No, I love boutonnieres. They're so, like, it's, I don't know. It's such a nice, like, I love flowers. If, if I've told you before that's my town job, right? Yeah, you'd be the florist. So. Yeah. Um, I just want to hear more about this gentleman box. <laughs> no. My phone says no. <laughs> <laughs> I put it away. Well, do you, okay, so it wouldn't be a diamond ring, but... So it's probably actually just unrelated. Do you have a possession that you value really highly? 
You have the, your collectibles. Yeah, but I mean... Uh, Are you, like, emotionally attached to them? I mean, I would be upset, but, like, they're objects. Like, I, I've, and Wait, and what are they? Because I guess a collectible could literally be I mean, anything. I, I mean, I have, like, you know, um, action figures. Those aren't really... that. Karen is staring at a lot of, like, tchotchkes that I have. I don't really... Um, no, I mean, I like them, but, like, if they were too bad... Like, they're not, like... I guess I have um, a coin from my grandmother. Oh, okay. And that's valuable to me. Uh, that would probably be... Uh, that would probably be it. I can't really see anything else. Like, yeah. You know. I mean, yeah. I don't know. Not really. Yeah. I have my dad's jackknife. He used to carry it. He always had his jackknife. Yeah. Um, and I straight up lifted that when he died. No, you should. Not 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 like from the, the coffin the or anything. Coffin. He was cremated. <laughs> uh, I took grave, that from home. Grave robbing. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean, I didn't even. I had to wait because there was too many people around, and, and I just had to dig <laughs> it up. <laughs> um, yeah, I, I, I try to be. Not really a minimalist because I do have a lot of shit, mm-hmm. <laughs> but I try not to like put a lot of emotional investment attachment to things. Oh, okay. Because I know that at any moment it could be taken away. Right. So, um, so like even yeah, even like the coin thing is important to me because of my relationship with my grandmother, and I like to pass that on to my daughter at one point. What but, kind of coin is it? I don't know. It was a coin like a silver. Dollar yeah. coin thing that she had for a while, but yeah. Other than that, I can't really see anything else. I'm sure there's something I'm missing. Yeah, because they definitely never like nothing has ever really been like you know like this was your dad's and you know like you know nothing, yeah uh, has been like there's nothing for me to be cherishing anything like that. So no, nah. Oh, I know. I had. I don't. I don't get too attached to objects generally either. Um Part of and part of the reason for that is, I have almost no tolerance with people getting really angry at other people if something gets broken or oh, okay. like when, when it's an accident. I yeah. mean, the idea of like you're careless or whatever. I don't know. Like it's just not worth it to me to make somebody feel terrible. Yeah, and and obviously the stakes can be higher if it's like somebody takes your your kid takes your car and crashes it when it's like what the whole family's depending on or something but i don't know in general i just don't i hate like that idea of valuing the appearance of an object over making somebody feel like crap about whatever happened so i was never too attached but i i bought this um this reproduction teapot when i lived in kentucky that the when i when i worked on Mackinac at the park system the um the, the historic house where we did all the cooking demonstrations it was called the biddle house the Mm -hmm. family who had lived in it were the biddles and they had this um the china that we used was this blue willow set Mm -hmm. and i don't know if it was reproduction or not it would be it was probably reproduction because you generally don't want to be using actual antiques for functional things in you know historic settings but but so i you know really i really love that pattern it's like Mm -hmm. the classic it's it's sort of like an asian pattern that's it's a uh, sort of royal blue on white. Mm-hmm. Right, yeah. That's what yeah. I had thought in my head when you said it. <laughs> and uh, when I was down in Kentucky, like when I moved down there and worked at the farm, I didn't have like a ton of fun mm-hmm. in Kentucky necessarily. <laughs> um, but they did have 
they did have a lot of really cool um antique slash thrift store kind of places Mm -hmm. and in one of them i found this reproduction blue willow teapot that i bought for i don't know i've bought for probably like 30 40 bucks which Mm. for me was a lot Mm -hmm. at the time then when i so i had it for a few years and then when i moved out to arizona my friend who i went to live with like she got all weird when i moved out there and then we were like she was living in an apart a one bedroom apartment and we were going to move into a two bedroom apartment in the same complex right. but she didn't really want to when the time came to do it <laughs> so i ended up packing up everything in her apartment for her and then she offered one of her neighbors like a hundred bucks to move our stuff to the other apartment and he was kind of I think a druggie. I'm pretty mm. sure. A, dr- a druggie. I can't oh, the old that. druggie. Oh, what a druggie. McGruff could have gone after him. But he wasn't super... It was so hot because it was Arizona. Right. And he wasn't, like, thrilled about doing it. And so he had some dolly that he, like, had put a bunch of our boxes on and was just bumping them up the stairs and letting it slam every single time. And so we finally started to, like, unpack... And um, in the teapot was just done. Yeah. Yeah. And then Stella, one of my cats, like, went back in the bathroom. It got lost. Like, she, and she didn't know where I was. And she just started, like, brokenheartedly howling. <laughs> and I was like, oh, I have made a terrible mistake. <laughs> I have made a terrible, terrible mistake. But then Stella scratched right. Patty's chair two days later. And she said I couldn't live there anymore. And I came back to New York. <laughs> Wow, so your cat. You remember this story, right? <laughs> your cat your cat saved your life. She kind of did. Mm. She kind of did. Poor little thing. My grandma used to say when things break, that means that someone, um, like if a glass breaks, that means that a spell is broken. Oh. Like someone, like the whatever evil that was in the house is like gone. Oh, nice. Like it's a, te- it's like a, not a tension breaker, but a, a, a cleansing. But, yeah, exactly. So, oh, that's a really nice way to think of it. Yeah. I mean, it's probably a way to make yourself feel better for breaking something. Yeah. <laughs> like, I mean, it's not great if it's your leg, but. Yeah. yeah. No, no, that's usually no. it's like a, a glass item or something. It's like when a bird shits on you, you go, oh, I'm getting money. <laughs> I am not familiar with that. You never heard that? I'm getting money. Or like they say, it's good luck. Oh, bird shit on okay, me. Okay, good, good, yeah, good luck. But, I always uh, tend good luck with money. <laughs> <laughs> I, I mean, they're, they're pretty related. Yeah. For sure. <laughs> Have you ever had a job where you made a really small amount of money, but it was kind of meaningful? Yes. In your life at the oh, time? Oh, meaningful? No. Well, like that, it, <laughs> it, that, it, that you needed it enough that you kept doing it. I mean, when I graduated high school, I worked in a record shop. And the minimum wage back in 90, what was that, four or five, was mm-hmm. like $4.25. Uh, yep. And, um, yeah, I was, I'd been at, at the end of 40 hours, it was like, I would just come home, I think, with like 150 bucks. I mean, like, <laughs> but that was my, that was my 150 bucks. Yeah. I felt like a baller. I was like, wow, <laughs> I'm going to get a whole pizza pie <laughs> and eat it. I can afford to. But I mean, I was living at home. Like I, I would just have to pay my mom like, like maybe forty dollars a month. Okay. So I mean, that you know, you're eighteen. Yeah, yeah. You know, like. Yeah. Oh, okay. But um, I guess the, I mean, I guess it was important to have some sort of. When you come out of high school and you start working, you think that that's like, 
you know, you're like, oh my god, I'm making my own money. I'm, I'm big time. And then you realize, like later on, no, you're you're still living at home. <laughs> you don't have to pay. Yeah. Uh, you know those bills that come when you leave the house, and realize that four and a quarter an hour is not going to cut it. Yeah. Um. So, yeah, I didn't have to. I wasn't about my survival until much later on. Oh, that's good. Yeah. I remember uh being in being in college, the college I actually graduated from, and I, I always had work study jobs mm-hmm. and and they, they paid reasonably well. Yeah. Um, I mean, because it was better than minimum wage, uh, by a few bucks an hour. And it was good work experience too. Like I always said that the office jobs that I did for that actually got me my jobs after college, not mm-hmm. not my not degree. College, yeah. <laughs> yeah. But something happened there like in the in the um the main administration building where you had like the financial aid office and the counseling office, there was also a branch of a bank. Okay. And so they would like open checking accounts and stuff for the students at mm-hmm. it. And I don't know what I did, but I, I managed to to do an overdraft and they charged me twice. Oof. They charged me a seventy five dollar fee twice. And so I went in to talk to them and I explained what had happened that what, oh, I think it was just that it was like the first time I had had an ATM card right? and I didn't understand that they would let you draw out what you didn't have and then charge you an overdraft. Because to me, that was just like, why would you do that? Yeah. You know how much money I have. Why would you not just reject the amount I'm trying to take out? Because I didn't understand they would take the opportunity to charge the fuck out of me. With overdraft fees. But you do realize that you should also have known how much money you had and not try to take out more. Oddly enough, that is what the woman at the bank said, Armando. Because it, but yeah, it's just funny because I, I didn't think. How dare you let me take more money out? No, that's really how I, I it's so how I felt. And obviously I still now feel that way because it, it kind of, it really doesn't make, because, and so what she explained was we don't want you to be in a position where you're stuck and right. you, it's an emergency and you need the money. Right. And I was, I was not buying it. No, they, they, I still they, don't buy they that. come from an earnest and caring place that will charge you interest. Right. <laughs> and a fee. Yeah. Because they care so much about your well-being. No, so I had I I remember saying to her, you know, so this I'm uh, this is what happened. This I right. didn't understand. I know that you're saying I should have, but I didn't. And she's like, "Well, you the, the fees are the fees." And I said, oh, "Okay, well, so you can see my account right there. That is all of my money for this month." Right. And so she she made me pay one of them. Oh, okay. So that was good. So I at least got the seventy five knocked back. So she was, but she wasn't completely heartless. No, no. It's so funny. I haven't thought about that in like twenty. Clearly, years. I haven't resolved that. But I have not resolved it. It still doesn't make sense to me. Like, how are you going to let people take money out when? That makes total sense to me because because that, I mean every, that's how the housing crisis happens. Every bank is trying to fuck people over. That's, that's just oh, well, my. That, yeah. Now it makes sense. <laughs> yeah, to me. And, I mean that's oh yeah yeah well because well, I had that um where. I had a checking account, and for a while, I had an overdraft. And after a while, the overdraft was just basically another line of credit. Yeah. And it was just like, I'm paying this down. Like, this is, like, the worst thing. I, I This is a hole that I need to get out of. But, yeah, yeah. no, they don't. They don't. They're like, oh, yeah, please, overdraw. Go ahead. <laughs> well, yeah, see, that was the thing was I didn't have overdraft protection. Oh, yeah. So they were just straight up, oh, so, $75 every time you took another. And I remember saying to her, too, 
I didn't understand the two fees. Okay, so you let me take it out once. How'd you let me take it out twice? Right. You might have had two emergencies. Oh, yeah. I should have had 12 emergencies, I guess. <laughs> you might have. <laughs> that would have been a lot of money. <laughs> yeah. It's funny. It's funny, like, how it can, it can make such a big difference, a small amount like that, where just you're... I don't know. I feel like the more money you make, the more... This more is not problem? this is not profound. More money, more problems. Um, no, no. More. But like your, you know, your standard of living or what you expect, like yeah, it just yeah. all it just all expands all the time. And then I look back on that and I think like, no, I was, I mean, obviously I was paying for school in some of my. No, I wasn't paying for housing. I was paying rent separately. Like I was, I was paying for school with loans, but mm-hmm. I was paying my rent with what I'd made over the right. summer, and then I was paying for gas and food with the money. Right. <laughs> with the money from the work study and a uh, plasma donation mm. that I was doing twice a month. Is that healthy to do it that many times a month? There are no regulations on that? Yeah, the regulation is you can only do it twice a week. Twice a week? Yeah. <laughs> so that's what I was doing. Jesus, this, that seems excessive. Have I shown, I've shown you the track marks? before? Uh, no, I don't want to see. I already, it's not that bad. When you were looking at your arms, you should, oh, God, I already got the... <laughs> I don't know... Does this happen to women? This is a weird. This is very weird. Um, <laughs> like if something's gonna like make you feel weird, like your um, area goes like tight. Your, your balls clench. Uh, yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Like, and I know women don't have balls, but yeah. I, I would imagine it's a oh, similar yeah, yeah. feeling. It's your uterus. Just goes like loop. Yeah, it's my uterus just did that. <laughs> so, like, I don't. I mean, it's not like it's it's not a hole. I just the my, thought of it. Just the so thought in, of all of it. So in my elbow pit. I don't know what you call them, but that's why I call them. Um, I can't remember. Maybe I've told this story before, and I'm sorry if I have. But, yeah, I there was one semester where I donated plasma twice a week. So I would do, I would do my work-study job on Tuesdays and Thursdays in the morning. And then I would go and I would donate plasma downtown in Saginaw. Mm. And then I would go. There was a rallies across the street from the blood center. And for $1.99, I would get lunch. And then I would go, and I had a, a history class in the afternoon. And I'd go back to campus for that, and so I would do. I did that the whole semester. Jesus, and it was fine because the the thing about plasma donation is, as long as you drink a lot of water, you're okay, mm-hmm. um, because it's literally the water part of your blood. Mm-hmm. So what they do is it's like this. Lo- oh, you're just making you itch, mm-hmm. aren't I? <laughs> no, it's, <good. laughs> it's a it's like a large gauge needle That's what's that has me. multiple chambers in no. it. And so what it does is it pulls the whole blood out and then it goes through um centrifuge. Yeah, it goes through a centrifuge which peels out the um the blood cells and takes the plasma and the plasma comes back into you through the other side of the needle. The plasma comes back to you? Yeah. Well, oh, not the plasma, the whole blood, the whole blood cells. <coughs> so like the hemoglobin and the protein and all that. So like you're not, it's not like blood loss. It's not like blood donation right. where you're giving whole blood. They're just blood. taking the plasma out of the blood. Yeah. That's what you're they're taking. Yeah. They're taking the part that's like, I don't know what percentage, but largely water out because that's still needed. I yeah, why is that? What, where is that? Like, how is that used? That's so funny. I have no idea. <laughs> I have no idea. I'll look it up later. Sure. Um, but yeah, so it, it's like for me, I could donate pretty quickly because um, I drank. I would the night before. I would always make sure I drank like a gallon of water. It's like a handle of whiskey. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. The blood was just going out. Just be coming out like gum. <laughs> uh, but some dudes would sit there. 
they would sit there with like a rubber ball in their mm-hmm. hand and just compulsively squeeze it mm-hmm. to make it come out faster. <laughs> um, and I didn't have to do that, but I mean, I'm, I'm good at, I've always been good at giving blood. Like my veins are mm-hmm. close to the surface. I'm so sorry. I didn't know this was going to. No, it's, it's just, <sighs> and I've donated blood before and I just gave blood, uh, to, not gave, but I just had blood work done. Yeah. But as I'm getting older, it's just freaking me out. Really? Reason. Yeah. I don't know why. I just have always been okay with needles. I mean, I'm not like here to be popping them in myself, but I don't have any problem with somebody else doing it. But so anyway, I had done this. I had done this Tuesday and Thursday for however many weeks there are in a semester. And then it was right at the end. (laughs) It was like the Tuesday of the last week of school. And my, that that class I had in the afternoon got canceled for some reason. And so I went home and there was this cool park that had three rivers that meet and mm-hmm. there were bridges over each of them. So they called it a tridge. And like there were perfectly. I'm just going to. I rolled my eyes, guys. That's what I really <laughs> want to just get that across. All right. So this tridge. There was this tridge and like one pathway, there was sort of a like family park and another pathway, there was um, a lovely paved biking and running pathway. Mm-hmm. And then the other one, there was no pathway, and it went alongside the river through the woods. So which thing did I decide to take a run slash walk with? The one in the woods. Of course you did. Because I grew up in the woods, <laughs> you know. And so it was awesome. Like, I had seen, and I'd done it before, and I'd seen beavers and all kinds of cool stuff out there, like foxes. It was really awesome. But the thing was, the river was running parallel to a freeway, and the freeway was up a really steep bank. Mm-hmm. So there was sort of, it was pretty isolated. Right. So I'm out there, and I'm like running along. It's one of the only times in my life I've ever voluntarily run. And I'm like, I'm going to be a runner now. Run, run, run. All of a sudden, I feel something weird. And I hadn't, uh, you know, like they put the cotton ball on. <laughs> They, they put the cotton ball on the puncture site, yep, sure. and I look down, and there is just blood shooting out of my arm, like un, like propulsion, just blood. And I was like, so this is not ideal that oh. I'm solidly half an hour out in the woods by myself mm. with the like only way I could find someone would be to go like 20 feet up an embankment onto a freeway. So I just put pressure on it. It was fine. I put pressure on it, and I walked back. Uh. And I lived, and that was only Tuesday, and I didn't donate Thursday. I said, okay, I think we're good on the plasma donation. Well, <laughs> that's, that's all for this you're episode. You're about to, yeah, you're <laughs> ending the episode to make me stop talking about well, blood. Um, <laughs> you love it. I would pass out. Yeah. I, I would have totally passed out. Like, I, cause the reason why I don't donate blood is the last time I was going to pass out. I hate that feeling of almost passing out. Mm. But if I saw blood gushing out of me, like, like if the Kool-Aid man had a crack in his, <laughs> his body. I feel like the Kool-Aid man is this season's Cosby. <laughs> he comes up in every episode. He started yeah. with the sangria. Yeah. And it just keeps rolling. I said, you know, I, I'm going to see if I can buy one. Uh, a Kool-Aid man? A Kool-Aid jug and then make sangria <laughs> put it in there. I had this amazing mug that I used all through college that like was one of the only things I took from home that was it was sort of like barrel shaped, but mm-hmm. it was bright pink, but it was the Kool-Aid man. Mm. And then it had a um insulated insert that you could keep in the freezer oh, okay. to pour stuff in and it would get all slushy. Oh. It was a bomb ass mug. That sounds impressive. Yeah, I mm. loved it. 
sounds good. So well, that's uh, that's rocking <laughs> corners for the week. Uh, thank you all for listening. Uh, if you have any any uh, thoughts, thoughts, or feelings, memories, memories you want to share. Uh, and values or what your thoughts are on oh yeah uh, share your values share your, your valuables value. sure, yeah. oh you can do that on Patreon you can yeah. share your valuables with us <laughs> and uh, what brokencorns.com mm-hmm. you can go to any of our social media check us out there thank you for